detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. It's the three of us, Maddie, Jared, and myself, back again to to finalise the Kill Bill pairing with Kill Bill Volume Two. And before we get to that, let's do a little bit of up or down. The trailer for the, or it's a teaser trailer, I believe, for the new Saw film called Spiral has just been released. Now, this is directed by, I believe it's directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman, who did a couple of the other Saw films, and it stars Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. What are our thoughts, Jared? Up or down on this one? Yeah, I'm pretty keen. It wasn't a long trailer. It was just it didn't sort of it wasn't heavy on the details, but seems to look a little bit like it might have a seven kind of feel to it. It seems to be going back to again hard to tell, but the visuals seem to be a lot of the police following him. Yeah, yeah. it's more a thriller than rather than two people trapped. Yeah, in yeah. Obviously, you know, you still had some police kind of involvement in some of the other Saw movies but it very quickly turned into your part of the game whereas what it seems like here is that Chris Rock is a step behind and comes across a few of the victims of the game which I'm I'm interested to see again happy to happy to see what his idea was because obviously it's well shit who knows with the Saw series it could be fucking jigsaws alive again <laughs> but yeah I, I'm, I'm really keen on it yeah and as I said my my, my early fan theory is that Samuel Jackson's jigsaw with you like to play games motherfucker <laughs> I wanted to start the tape and hear that you like to play games motherfucker I hope that's how, how it you know starts what? off you know what that trailer could have been pure shit and if it all it had was Samuel Jackson going I'd like to play games motherfucker yeah. I am right in there <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah look it's definitely enough for me part of the reason is because I think Jigsaw the one that came out a couple of years ago it kind of proves that just because it's a Saw movie doesn't guarantee that people will just turn up mm. and it wasn't uh, it wasn't, it wasn't one terrible. of the bad ones it yeah. was okay Yeah. whereas um, I, I'm happy to see people like like Chris Rock's not noted for horror films or anything like that, so he's coming at it from a different angle. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's good. We need people who are looking at this stuff and going, "Well, I've got an idea for it." Yeah, take it in a different direction. And so, yeah. and I'm with you. It has a real vibe of seven, and if if it can capture some of that, it could be real good. Yeah, absolutely. It's got that that thriller yeah. feel to it. The music's dragging you in straight away yeah. but then you get a little taste of a trap at the end of it yeah so you pretty much that's half the reason people watch those and movies. I'm definitely definitely up you had a couple of questions about Chris Rock's uh, face <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bit of a mystery <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Uh, yeah look he, he, he looks a little bit yeah he looks a little bit different yeah could it, it be could be that, being unfair. It could be that he's just aged. It could <laughs> be that he's just aged, yeah. Could it also be the goatee, the, the small goatee? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether something's just a bit off. Rocking some sideburns. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mix it up, son. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm just happy to see somebody else with an interest in the series. I guess the positive is that... doesn't normally go for this type of stuff. Yeah, I guess the positive is it looks like they had him on set for more than the three days that Danny Glover did or whatever it was yeah. the first time, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like Kenny Powers being mm. involved with Halloween. Yep. You know, he obviously not a horror guy, but came in with something that yeah. threw things. Jordan Peele, same yeah, Jordan Peele, like, yes, definitely. Just talented people who who are looking to pitch their 
sort of take on this stuff. That yeah, we, you know. and, and I think the more that you can get those sort of people involved, the better likely you're going to get something that's interesting. Especially with Saw. I mean, Christ, we are eight films deep. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> good on I mean, some of those it. ones are shit. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah, they were on a Friday the 13th schedule. Yeah, they, they were yearly. Like, you, you walk out of Saw 2 into Saw 3. <laughs> By the time you finish watching one, the next one's... <laughs> I mean, they're <laughs> cracking those things out real quick. Yeah. And, yeah, there's some there's some decent Saw films. Mm. There's some absolute shockers as yeah, well. There's yeah. some terrible stuff in there. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even think I saw the final one where they brought it all back together. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Let's Lord. do Saw, but with Samuel Jackson. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm <laughs> well, Saw is, funnily enough, Saw is one of the few series that's, that multiple times have done something in a sequel that actually makes the previous one better. Yeah. Like, I remember Saw 3 sucked. <laughs> it sucked. And then I watched Saw 4, and your brother yeah. told us, oh, check it out, it's it really good. And we started laughing at him. And then I watched it, and I thought, I'll be buggered, he's right. It actually, <laughs> it actually fixed a couple yeah. of things. And then I think they did the same thing with 6, because 5 was five a turkey. Was just awful, yeah, and 6 um, sort of filled in the gaps. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still interested. I still have a level of interest in Saw. All right. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for Kill Bill Volume 2. I've killed a hell of a lot of people to get to this point. I went on what the movie advertisements refer to as a roaring rampage of revenge. becoming afraid of her because she is coming and when i arrive at my destination i am gonna kill bill kill bill volume two it's written and directed by quentin tarantino and produced by lawrence bender it stars Uma Thurman as the bride, Lucy Lewis, Oren Ishii, Vivica A. Fox as Vanita Green, Daryl Hannah as Ellie Driver, David Carradine as Bill, and Michael Madsen as Bud. The budget was $30 million for the sequel as well, and $154 million worldwide. And the score, which was done by Robert Rodriguez, was done for a dollar. Mm. And I believe right. Tarantino repaid him by directing a sequence in Sin City for a dollar. There you go. All right. Maddie, let me know what you think on this well, one. Well, this one's obviously not as good as the previous one. The um, it falls down where the where a, a big part of it is just long stretches where not a lot is happening, and I guess he came in with an expectation of what the first one was. I still though I, I like the interactions, I like the fights, I liked that again the hero's so flawed in and gets out of these impossible situations. So, for me, it was for three and a half. Three and a half. I know when I first saw this film, I didn't particularly like it. I hadn't actually seen it in a, uh, since I saw it in the cinema. Watching it again, I actually think it's his worst movie. It was a chore. It was very, very difficult to watch for me. Mm. I was slogging my way through it. It is 20 minutes longer than the first one, but yet... It is just Feels like less really happens. slow, yeah. and and not 
and the thing that I think got me, which really stood out, usually when I watch a Tarantino film, the dialogue is so crisp that nothing can happen for ten minutes, but I am just, You're what's going to happen? Where's this going to go? And it's not the case here at all. In mm. fact, he is he is basically, I don't know, seemingly enjoying himself only with these long rambling things. And Bill, Bill is just a dribbler. He's just <laughs> a dribbler. <laughs> yeah. He just dribbles on and on and on. And that's not David Carradine's fault. He's solid. Like, he gives it gravitas as best he can. Yeah. But it's just crap. Yeah. yeah. And... The, the you go around and, and she just seems to go from one ten minute talk fest to the next and there is one blue and yeah it's not too bad the one with Ellie but other than that that's the only thing that really occurs and Jesus the ending is just a letdown mm. like honestly and I'm not saying you needed carnage but I think you needed to pit those two against each other mm-hmm. somewhat and then go to the death blow as the kill move. Yeah, which we knew was going to happen. Coming, yeah. yeah. That's right. But, yeah, it is. it was a real chore and it's my least favourite Tarantino. Worse than Death Proof for me. And it's two out of five. Two? Yeah. Shit. It's a huge come down. Yeah. Huge. I would agree that it's a big, big step back. It comes down to, as you said, Maddie. she says at the very start, re- revenge isn't a straight line, but he goes too far off track, I think. Going from fight to fight and taking your revenge that way just worked so well in the first one mm. that it just seems like a curious kind of decision to step away from it mm. and almost abandon it in some ways. Mm. Well, pretty um, much. Because there was still some really strong stuff that fit perfectly. I really liked the Pi May stuff. Absolutely. I yeah. really liked the fight. I liked that um, L double-crossed yeah. Bud. I liked the fact she dug herself out of the grave. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it all tied into the training and everything. But what I, liked, I, was I saying, liked Bud being a shit-kicker and, like, security guard in a dead-end, no-nothing place. What I said to Manny before we got on air was, you take 30 minutes out of this, yeah. put it in the first one, You've got an absolute and I wonder, film that covers the whole thing. Like, I wonder how much of it was stretching it out because we're doing it in two movies yeah. instead of yeah. instead of making the one three-hour epic or something yeah. like that. I don't know how much did that play a part. I didn't do any research into that because, you know, I don't research. But you kind of summed it up when you said that. You summed it up when you said that there's so many Tarantino movies where he can stop and indulge himself with those little conversations like Reservoir Dogs for example yeah. the, the conversations in the diner yeah. that tell you a little bit about the characters but you know spend some time just talking some shit yeah. but it's crackling and you sit there and you, you, you you're wrapped right up in it mm. these ones some of them go for longer some of Bill's stuff felt like 20 minutes plus like I don't know there's a conversation with a guy in um, in uh, Mexico yeah. To find out where Billy is. Yeah, Michael Parks. <laughs> and, and, like, her Parks is just dribbling. Oh, I, remember, the, uh, I didn't mind that one because it was Michael Parks. I remember sitting Parks. there going, get fucking on with it. Like, yeah. get on with it. No, I actually we think when she guy. got to Bill, the initial shock of the kid being there and whatever, it just, I think it fell apart from there. And the movie still had, like, 40 minutes to go. Yeah, the last 45 minutes have been Bill's house. And quite frankly, it's as boring as. He is telling a story about the um, the worst one was the frog. 
mm. the frog story and I'm just thinking I understand the when he finally gets to the end of it and he explains how it connects to her I understand it but I don't want to hear it <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like Quentin you you've lost you seem to have lost the plot you're indulging in something for yourself yeah not for the the paying public which is what you got out of the first one you yeah. delivered exactly what we can we, we wanted yeah and I understand you love these films but but if you go back and watch the films that he's paying homage to and did so well in the first one I know he wants to put his own spin on it and it's his yeah. bit of art but it doesn't resemble any of them other than that stretch with Pai Mei and yeah. Yeah. everything else is just completely different so I, I didn't hate it I was probably around where Maddie was there was points where I was that that the middle section I was probably sitting at three and a half but the last 40 minutes I dragged it back to a three for me I reckon yeah it really I mean I'm probably being harsh but I just didn't enjoy it at all and I remember sitting there just going, when is this going to end? You it's partly it, what you said, you though. It like, it's a setup. as Freddy 4. I so. did give it the same score <laughs> as Freddy 4. They're, yeah. they're on when you put it in that context, it's probably not fair. But, <laughs> but they're on different scales, mate. They're on different scales. They're not on the same scale. I'll tell you right now, I was not bored by Freddy 4. I was bored. <laughs> I just think partly it is, as you said, yeah, you people, set something up. People argue, you know, things like pieces. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you is love wildly pieces. entertaining. You love pieces. So I haven't seen it. Movie, like, Still haven't seen it. Like Gibbo was, was firing up, you know, when we did the podcast. Like, how can you guys, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah? We said it was a shit movie, but we loved it. How can you love it? It's a, it's a terribly made movie, but it's entertaining. This is a very well yeah. made movie that is not entertaining. We better do like a revisit. Yeah. Maddie's reactions to pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's where they're on different scales too. They're on different scales, but this was. You, do, you can only from, give it stars on your enjoyment. Yeah, you're coming from four and a half to five. Yeah. And you, then you just turn off all that was good. I remember about being it. so excited when this came out. I just wanted to see it so badly. And I mean, if we're comparing, place, right? if we're comparing um, production values and artistic uh, yeah, of course. things, we're, we're comparing apples and yeah. turds. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, look, I, look, I didn't enjoy it. I'm not going to say that. I'm not. Look, it's to, to going to the likes. It's as stylishly directed as the other one. Yeah. Like, the man knows what he's doing. Fuck. I mean, his directorial form is great. He mm. always picks really well with his shot selections, and he, he does some really interesting things with it. And he, he, he is still being reverent to the, the kung fu films of uh, that, he, that he's obviously in, he enjoyed and he's paying homage to. Mm. And yeah. so I appreciate that. He never, he never drops the style. Um, and he doesn't change it drastically mm. to be something else. Yeah. Because these movies were obviously... I don't know whether they were shot at the same time. Or they yeah, I think they separately. were. Pretty sure they were. Because that's an even bigger blunder for me. Because that tells me you, here you were. We could have got two, two and a half, two forty-five, one film, and you've got the best of it all. Yeah, but I think that was the... I think that was... Harvey and co making that call wasn't it maybe trying to squeeze out more out of it and they did the same thing with Grindhouse when it underperformed yeah as one big thing they split it up so I, I think he had limited say in that I agree what you were, you were saying about Bud he's mm. a loser I loved him but I found him Bill and Ellie ultimately less interesting than the other two 
But then, like, the complete... I found him and Ellie, Bud and Ellie, like, the complete opposites. Like, Bud's, like, wallowing in the depression. What have I done? I'm, I'm... and yeah. he's just built this shit life around him because of what he's done to other people. Ellie's like the the snake. I should have been the mumbo. I should have yeah. been the, the top dog. And yeah. she was. She if I'm honest, um, Vivica Fox was the worst one. Yeah, but that, that that um. I guess that's the opening salvo. Isn't and that it? was probably that's probably a dislike that I forgot to mention for the first one. How the fuck did she miss that shot? I thought you were an expert. She got the jump on her. She doesn't have a go. In a fruit loop. She missed it by a foot. I guess Vivica Fox could have been interesting had he explored her further. But I think that he wasn't going to. Well, the thing was, I think. He made the right call. I thought she was the least interesting, so she got off in the first fight scene, basically. So we didn't spend as much time with her. I, I agree with Maddie. I think that that Bud and L were interesting, but I feel like perhaps we spent a little more time with them. I think if it was a little more compact, like it yeah. was with Oren Ishii, and because um, she it? got the backstory, which was awesome, the anime backstory, and then we spent. Time with a her, chunk yeah, of time cool. with her but a lot of it she wasn't even on the screen yeah. she was just we had the little interaction then the massive blue and then we're back to her is it fair to say Bill's the least interesting um, um, I found him complicated when he's, he's just got he's got all of this power and control over these dynamic people like this yeah but just, it's not explored this yeah. is what I mean like we get 45 there, minutes it is, it is. he becomes less interesting when you sit yeah. with him for uh, an extended stretch and he's, have a conversation instead of just these couple of yeah. minutes of great and lines. that's why it worked in the first one because he we got tiny little chunks of Bill he was this overseer yeah and it was golden but she was that- after him what is he don't we owe What's the go here? Why? Why? Yeah. What? What's the whole? Deal Isn't that here? on purpose though? It's yeah, like and the... it's on purpose. But when he gets to it in here, mm. he fucking fumbles the pill. Oh, I just found right at the end, you've got you've come to the end of two movies, in all of this exposition, all of these battles, all these people have had their lives taken away or destroyed or whatever, and he just explains it with, oh, I guess I overreacted. Mm. I yeah. loved it. But, that, but I mean that part that stuff but works. don't talk for 45 minutes about yeah, it I think that's part of the journey right he just, he's gone through this uh, obviously this horrific stuff that he's done to his his colleague and partner and mother of his kid and and, and then he just explains it all the way with oh, I guess overreacted it's like yeah I well, know but that doesn't kind of I, I liked Bill. Mm. I liked parts of this movie too, but that stretch in his house was just too much. Yeah. Is I that just like trying just to? Is that them trying to say? But why uh, the, the old relationship is just but picked up where thing, we left off? And this is the thing. I, I think. It, I think it was. It just didn't work. But really. the conversation with, like, some of the stuff with the daughter worked, and when she comes in and he's pretending to have a gunfight, yeah, I like that, and I liked as you said, the conversation did add to these complex feelings that she had. And you could see in the moment she didn't know whether what she was doing was the right. I mean, even after she's done the mm. the heart thing, she's like smiling at him and kind of, yeah. but crying and smiling, that story yeah. that he tells, and and yeah. it goes on forever. And it's just not. I think Tarantino is so good with the dialogue that I've never really. You don't experience a lot where sometimes you just kind of. You do the Homer Simpson and you're sitting there and you go, <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey, and you're like, oh shit, what was he talking about again? Yeah. <laughs> and that just doesn't happen in Tarantino movies, but it happened there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, thing for me is, can, if they'd have condensed this down to 90 minutes or 80 minutes, 
I probably would have been far less scathing. Well, even like because my thinking would have been, we got the, the well another the big, two hours, another two hours. You chop fifteen minutes, you probably chop it out of that <laughs> out of that one. I section, wanted more. It's chop. all right, but for me. I could have said, okay, yes, we got to the heavy-duty stuff in the first film, though the fights and all that shit. The second one's going to be explaining the, the the complex relationships, and if you give me 80 to 90 minutes of that, mm. and you throw in the blue in the middle with Ellie and the and being um, you know, See, that's part of the flaw. I think the second one needed some more of the fights and the complex relationship stuff. What had started in the first could one... He, could he have better chopped the two up? Possibly. Yeah, you know, switch some things from the first movie to give it pacing because it feels like so. this one is glacially paced. Mm. Glacially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's and not I think a big part of that's the music, to yeah, be honest. The, yeah, you're spot on. The music, they went away from the Raza and went to Rodriguez, and Rodriguez is is, is pretty ordinary. It doesn't, it do, hold, it doesn't, doesn't hold have it. anything. I mean, the, the first one, you finish watching the first one. And the next two days, you'll find yourself whistling the thing. You'll find yourself walking around going, like all of the music that's in there. You're kind of, you're, it's memorable. Yeah. yeah. And the second one, I don't even think I could. It's that. Oh, I can't western. hear any melodies yeah, in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the whole thing. It's basically a spaghetti western yeah. soundtrack, and it's not very good. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and yeah, the Rizzo, know, Rizzo would have, should have should have stayed yeah, the Rizzo, around. The, the Rizzo was a, a really good choice, mm. and well, for whatever reason, maybe they wanted to switch it up because maybe they felt the second one's more the spaghetti western style, mm. which is probably is. Which happens in some spaghetti westerns. They're yeah. travelling on a horse for a while. And yeah. They're just like, come on. Guys. <laughs> I do like Bud's dialogue about you know the woman she deserves, deserves her revenge. revenge. Yeah. And we all yeah. deserve to die. Yep, definitely. Um, I thought that stuff was that that was quite good. I actually kind of got a surprise by Bud deceiving her with the shotgun in the trailer. Because mm. I'd forgotten that that occurs. I just mm. assumed he was quickly dispatched. I'd actually forgotten about how he died. Yeah. And she just blur- whips in there and I'm thinking, you know, she's going to cut him down. And he's waiting right there with the shotgun and gives it to her, you know. I thought that was cool. Mm. And the burying of her alive... You know, I was having fucking nightmares. I'm just yeah. thinking that'd be the worst way to die. Yeah, mm. I, I was worst. initially I was thinking like, oh, here we go again. They, you know, they got they got a dead to rights, but you've just got to rub it rub it in a bit more. But then when it goes to the burying and stuff, I'm I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that that Not actually me. works. Nobody's pretty getting well. out of that. And Ellen really Driver saying, you know, she needs to suffer till her last breath. And I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, there's not really a worse way that yeah. Because be, so buried alive, you you're obviously you're not going to go very quickly, and you're going to suffer doing it. But you're going to have all that time to fucking think, think about it yeah. too. And so I thought that was really cruel and but mm. it was really interesting like a mm. cool way of doing it and the whole idea of she suffers to her last breath and normally as you say oh yeah she's got a dead to rights and then we'll do something stupid and she'll get out of it well really there's not much of getting out of that yeah. and admittedly they had to pull in all the training and stuff but I still felt that stuff was cool I love the fact that she double crossed Bud and put the fucking mumber in the cash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. And, and the I'm little spiel she gives when yeah. he's fucking sitting there with a bloated and face dying and she's just 
That was again some classic sort of Tarantino. I'm also thinking she was great. I'm she also really thinking, good. should you look around just to make sure that thing's not near you? Yeah, well, everyone was very blase yeah, about that exactly. thing getting around there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Just kill the bike I, in front I, of you. I, I don't like snakes. I'm jumping outside and fucking torching the little unit. I'm just <laughs> blowing that shit up straight away. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not chancing it. And for me, my last like was the fight. Fuck, you've whipped through them, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, because I didn't have a lot. Because the rest of it I found just as padding and, and just nothing. You didn't like Pi May at all? No, I enjoyed Pi May because that was the training stuff. That was, yeah. you know, I I, pre- I sort of appreciate that because I did that pretty quick. Mm. That was one of the ones where I was thinking, yeah, look, he got that right. He condensed that nicely. That was one of the few parts that really Six fits. or seven minutes. That one, that yeah. That's one of those sections that fits beautifully with the first one yeah. too and feels and was like the same like, movie. Showing us what she'd learned. The, it was so funny hit. too, like just trashing everything she says <laughs> yeah. and does, and then like leaping on her sword and fucking like all that stuff was awesome. Yeah. Owns her arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> like, I, I wanted to be strong. <laughs> yeah. That stuff was all good, and that's what I mean. Take the portions, yeah, put them in the first movie, and you got two and a half hours of absolutely rollicking stuff the way that they tied that up to that was one of the places where the chapters worked really well because mm. they call it the the I can't remember what they call it the the, the death of Paula Yates or the great yeah, yeah, the great, Paula yeah, Schultz yeah, sorry Paula Schultz. and so the whole time I'm thinking what's this Paula, Paula Schultz shit yeah. and then you see the grave and you're like oh uh, yeah. and then it nips off to the flashback you're like, how do we get here? When she's like, she's thinking about this bloke when she's dying, and then it all after a solid ten sort of minutes, it all and comes back to the, the fist stuff. And and I also love the fact that she plucked her eye out. Yeah. And it had been done. She said, "What made him? What made him do it?" I told her, told him he was a stupid old fool. Mm. And then I fucking poisoned him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Poisoned his dinner. Yeah. And he's there going, "You bitch." <laughs> <laughs> He's got his white froth around his mouth. He's going, oh, you bitch. Yeah. You're going to live for another thousand years, that bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all that stuff is cool. I liked his look. I liked yeah, his, his look and the fact that he would he Whip would it. hold the beard and then you'd hear like, yeah, the sound effects of like, <laughs> whoosh, like, like a scarf. He had that beard like a scarf. Yeah. That was the best. That was awesome. His eyebrows even. My uncle's got eyebrows. Like <laughs> Hopefully they're that white. That really sets it off. I think this might be just a like for me because you've already expressed that you hated it. Michael Parks? Michael Parks. There's there's problems about them... um, you know, um, adding some colour to his face and making him play a Mexican. There's some issues around that. But he's just... I, I find the guy endlessly entertaining. Unless I'm watching Tusk. Oh. He, he was fucking dreadful in that when he's pretending to be mentally handicapped at one point. Christ. We'll leave that one yeah. out. Of, out just drop that one off the CV, Michael. But, yeah. um, yeah, just about anything else, I can just watch the bike all day. Mm. I enjoyed the at the beginning the where they give you a bit more detail about what happened in the church oh yeah, yeah that, that whole game really good that yeah. whole game of uh, we know what's going on but nobody else in there can you just please let me go yeah that's there's that sense of begging at that point I also remember not the first time I watched it and I'm a bit the same as Adam I haven't watched it in quite a while the second one but the first time I, I saw it I remember not liking that they immediately went from keeping Bill off screen like not showing his face hmm. to then showing him 
but watching it here, I felt like they did it at the right time. Yeah, of course. Like we, putting it in at that sequence and then having him, as you said, go through those motions of, you know, still kind of expressing that he owns her in a way, like yeah. saying that he's going to let it, she, she's begging him and then him fucking turning on her again. Like that stuff, I, I really like that scene. Mm. I think it was a nice way to bring Bill into it in this whole context of she's telling everyone, oh, it's my father, you know, and he's here. We you know, couldn't get in touch with him. He'd been in Australia, and she's yeah. lying through her teeth. Mm. And he's going along with it. And, you know, he's trying to be all... And they've just got that rapport. Of, oh, I'll, pay, I'll pay for dinner and all this sort of shit, you know. Mm. And, and then he turns on it. Turns and then on the shots of, like, the, you know, out the front of the church, and then you see the, the Viper squad yeah, start just sort of walking in there. there. Walking like, in. And then it just pulls back the camera, up goes up high, and you just mm. hear the bullets and... Yeah, look, that stuff again. That's that's another coming back to the fact that it's so stylish and so mm. so well done. But I think you had to put. I think putting Bill there was in full was was good. And I think Carradine, that's him. And he, that's his best. That's his best sequence yeah, in the role. He, he yeah. kind of brings this kind of world weary, fatherly sort of attitude, and he kind of has a bit of a laugh, and you know. With the the husband but to be, which is just the underlying tension. Yeah. This guy's gonna fuck them over in a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're just waiting for when he's gonna do it, when he's gonna actually do the. And there's moments even in that conversation where you can tell he's about to crack. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they still kept, you know, they kept a lot of their relationship kind of mysterious. All you really knew was that that they had the baby. Yeah. The talk about the baby. Yeah. You didn't know much beyond that. And that sequence sort of fleshed a lot of it out yeah. and added to what, what you understood their relationship to be. And, just... and that's what I mean. That's the kind of Tarantino dialogue I'm talking about. Mm. Like, nothing's happening there. Like, we know that it's going to lead up to something, but he, he, he doesn't even show gratuitously what happens inside the, yeah. the, the church. He mm. kind of pulls away from it. Mm. So that stuff, it was good. That was crisp. That was the kind of thing that you expect from Tarantino. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson T plus. Oh, definitely. Anything with Sammy. Yeah. Just two minutes. It felt slightly, you know, not required, but <laughs> I, was happy to, I was happy to see the break. Yeah. I also loved when he's sitting there going, I've been a drifter. I've been a, you know, just rattling off these bands. Yeah, they came through town. I played with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Sammy. He could, you know, be in it for fucking two, two seconds, mate, and I'd be happy with that. So, yeah, he always, always good to see. Mm. Any other big likes here? I think I've discussed most of mine. Mm. Obviously, yeah. your list is a mile long over there. No, my, my <laughs> dislikes, I've already just thrown a lot of them out there. Yeah. Pacing is way off. Way yep. off. Yeah, like, it just feels much more uneven yeah. and more... He, he, it's like he couldn't... Spots. I get this sense that he couldn't... He d- didn't want to cut things. Because conversations go much longer than they should. Yeah. And some of it's probably sparkling, but I think the issue for us pea-brained idiots like me <laughs> is once... We need to see some limbs getting cut off yeah. somewhere. No, once, you, once the, the conversation starts to go too long, I, I, I've lost interest in the sparkling stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, this is fucking too long. Let's move. See, I'm not, I don't mind that, the, as I said, that the other movies that he's done, some of those conversations are pretty long. But yeah. but you are hooked. You're in. Yeah, you yeah. want to hear it. I got to a point with Bill where I just did, I didn't want to hear him talking anymore. Yeah, and maybe that's it. It's not as sparkling as... Because the first movie's not dialogue heavy. No. Like there's not yeah. long... But the stuff the that he's said like is good cool stuff. Cool stuff. Yeah. The first one's just these mini films. Yeah. And... and this one feels more like 
eight, you know, it's a whole package yeah. that he has put together where we're going. I'm going to explain everything that goes on. It's going to be more dialogue heavy, yeah. and you've got to have to cop that. You know, you you got all the the bloods and li- blood flying and the limbs getting hacked off in the first mm. movie. So you, this is the exposition. But yeah, it just felt like it didn't it didn't hit like it does with his. And there wasn't any of the the side characters. He didn't have your go go or the no. There was none of that. So yeah, because it was specifically Bud, Ellie, Bill, and the bride. Yeah. Essentially, that was the four players. Yeah, mm. he did a good job. You'd have a you'd have like a Mexican Michael Parks. You'd get this side <laughs> character and the, and a. And a <laughs> You get a side character and a mini background. <laughs> the girl, story. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you'd have her friends at the at the at the church. Mm. They were there. The, the guy who was officiating the wedding was kind of a little side. You know, they had little portions of people. Yeah, but no long running or anybody who sort of was involved. I actually thought when she uh, first went went talked to Michael Parks, I thought. You know, they make a point of mentioning how he was running the town brothel. Yes. And his gang was made up of all the orphans of the girls that worked there. Yeah. I thought they were going to come up. I thought there was going to be a fight with them. No. Probably, probably the right move not to just copy like the crazy eighty eight stuff. Yeah. But I was, I was kind of just hoping, well, she's going to get to cut a swath again, and I yeah. just want to see some more of that. And even the um, crazy eighty eight in the first movie, they had limited things to do. But you kind of, yeah, you know, they brought a couple of them out on. Here's, here's, you know, this guy, he's one another one of the assassins, you know, the guy with the two swords mm. fighting her. There were side characters and they're barely in it, but they just had a little bit of personality, a mm. little bit of something to offer. Yeah. And I just didn't feel this had any of that. Mm. And, you know, my problems all stem from the fact that I think it's the pacing's an issue. I just, there's one sequence where Bill, they're sitting around a fire and Bill's playing a fucking flute. <laughs> and I was just. I was just <laughs> Fucking going, oh, Bill, just, just go away. Yeah, you? just go back to the shadows. Yeah, yeah, like go back to the shadows. And again, not knocking David Carradine because I think he does a good job with mm. what he's given. But those things are where it feels like Tarantino couldn't cut it. Mm. And maybe it's because he kind of, that's oh, that's my one of my favourite scenes. Not, yeah, that's actually bogging things down if I'm watching this in, in full, that's bogging things down. Mm. So a lot of it had to do with pacing, and a lot of my problems had to do with the dialogue didn't didn't, didn't cut hit. the cut the air like Tarantino's known to do. Mm. I mean, fuck, mate. There's a sequence in Pulp Fiction where they're talking about pigs. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on for like ten minutes, but I remember sitting there going, "This is awesome," <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't get that here. I actually had another scene that I felt could have chopped a couple of minutes out was um, Bart in the strip joint yeah that was a bit long I did yeah, like I sort of liked getting to know what he was up to and the whole I idea of like, you know you've been fired you know yeah. next week you know tomorrow but yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah, was the part funny, yeah. that was the part I didn't like like it was kind of funny when he's yeah. like oh you, you working then no you're not like just kind of rubbing him off down. but yeah he's, but then I, again I sat there and I'm kind of like okay so what's this adding what's it doing for the character and as you said, it's sort of kind of showing that he's in a bit of a... But I actually it's, thought it's like he was going to explode the, in rage and belt the bloke, and that might have shown us he still had all well, the Yeah, and it's, it's, it started off like one of those Tarantino scenes where you, the dialogue's starting to go when he starts going, you know, uh, what, what makes you think you, you can roll in here 20 minutes late? And he starts giving him the, you know, I'm the bouncer, yeah, and no there's nobody here to bounce. And <laughs> I thought, yeah, we're going to get some of these cool, like, entertaining lines, and... Yeah. 
it was kind of funny, but then I was sort of like, what? Did we need it the, to this extent? The only thing it set up was that he actually had the Atari Hanzo sword. Yeah. He hadn't hocked it. Yeah. Because yeah. you, yeah. you have set him up as this shit kicker that needed 500 bucks and he's got yeah, rid of yeah. this priceless sword to do it. But he had it hiding in the golf clubs, like in yeah. his caravan. And I did love... I well, that stuff I, I, I could have done with him in the strip club and getting a bit more of that stuff. I just felt it went a bit long Mm. Um, I'm just remembering there was one really good line from Ellie Ellie Driver where she says that that woman this one of the you know toughest warriors going around you know gets killed by a fucking shit kicking bloody piece of crap like you and she deserved better and I was like yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) yeah look I totally agree we needed limited info about the fact that he was in the he was a bouncer all we need to know is he was a bouncer at a strip club. Could have been a throwaway scene. Because we knew he was a down on his like scumbag. Yeah. And but it yeah. felt like he also wanted to be down on his luck. Yeah. He felt like yeah. he tired of all that shit and he was talking about how... He just kept taking it. And yeah, he, yeah. he could have unleashed and killed everyone yeah. himself. Yeah. And that... that I, I feel like you could have got that in a little bit... A little bit of... A, more concise. Yeah. Similar scene, but maybe maybe not spend as much time arguing over, he's going to do this, yeah. oh, so-and-so's got You're a job, you've got to go and clean the turds. Like, yeah. Like. It just... Because, again, I felt like he was going to explode in rage and mm. hit the bloke to showcase he still had some of that fire from his days of being part of the Piper squad sort of mm. thing. But it didn't even come to that. It was just kind of showing, yeah, look, he just takes shit now. He couldn't yeah. care less. You know, he likes sitting in his trailer making fucking margaritas and, you know. It's just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, it was just kind of like he was done. Because even that interaction between him and Bill sets that tone too. You know, he's kind of like we haven't spoken in a couple of years, you know. And I know that when we left each other it was not pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're sort of wondering, well, what was <laughs> But Bud's kind of pretty much sort of saying, listen, just fuck off. You know, I don't want you here. So yeah. I, I kind I, I again, Tarantino never... He, he never just puts shit in there for no reason. Yeah. Uh, the whole time you're watching Bud, you're like, does he deserve to die? Like, he's sort of living his shit life, and he, and he like, respects It's almost like he's it. died already. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. just, he's had enough of... He respects, he's got some respect for us still. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, the, when he, <laughs> he still fights for his life. When yeah. the opportunity comes, he'll shoot you in the front. And yeah, yeah. And look... Again, as I said, Tarantino never does no- things for no reason, but he missed the mark mm. with a lot of There's this. There's too many gaps in there. You're, yeah. you're right. You, you get stuck and you you lose what's going on. And you're trying to... Points. You're hoping that he'll just... He'll get right and we'll move the pacing forward, mm. especially when L turns up. But even those sequences, which I enjoyed... They did also go on for too long. Mm. Like the other thing that I... Trim, I, trim, The trim. other thing that I didn't like is... They put so much focus on the Hanzo swords still, and I didn't see anyone get cut in half in yeah, Kill Bill yeah. 2. Like, yeah. We kept talking about the Hanzo sword. Nobody got cut. They get Nobody that, lost they a have limb. They Nobody... the caravan with a sword, which is like the most impractical weapon there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I did yeah, like... I just thought, I thought we had to have some more of the fight stuff. We're still on the same... We're still talking about the Hanzo. It's so important. We need to see how fucking dangerous this is again. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just felt like there was some some of that needed. And don't get me wrong, I love the fact that they they her her and her, her and Ellie sort of throw down in like a brawl, mm. and they kind of get their swords. They come face to face, and then she just plucks her eyeball out. Yep. Yeah, because you're expecting they're gonna they're gonna actually face off. Yeah. And there's gonna be some sword play. 
but then she just plucks her eyeball out. Yep. I still, I thought and that was cool. And then goes, so she, uh, <laughs> goes fucking bananas. Yeah. She's <laughs> screaming. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> so good. I um, thought she was going to get uh, bitten by the snake. I thought she was going to stumble out and get yeah. bitten by the snake. But yeah. that was cool because it kind of, it circumvented the expectations. The idea yeah. would have been that, yeah, they are going to sword fight it out. And it sort of set her up as the master now. It sort yeah. of set her up as like, it's you know. kind of, yeah. The, the, the Pi Mae did this, so he got, one of, he got one of them. Take, I'm going to yeah, get the other one. Like, had taken it to the next level or finished it off or something. Especially of given the way he talked about it, how he was like, your your arm is mine now. And you're thinking he probably said, you know, he's had some sort of spiel similar to Ellie's, your eyes mine or whatever. And yeah. then so Beatrix did it to her. Like, yeah. 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 So, even even at the end, oh, so he taught you that, did he? Mm, yeah, so yep. he taught it to you. Like this yeah, and of I, course he did. Yeah, and so yeah, my issues were more about very much dialogue, very much pacing, uh, and my feeling that, like you, we perhaps should have taken the whole lot, and if you're going to do two volumes, mix it up a little bit better. Mm. I think they ended up doing that in the end, didn't they? There's one oh, there's called a- the whole. The whole bloody affair or the whole oh, yeah. affair or something. I think it's just like a supercut almost. Right. And it's probably what? I don't know too much about it. Must be it. three hours or more. Yeah. I don't think I think it's just the whole thing mashed together. I don't know whether whether bits are taken out or one David Carradine speech. Oh god. Yeah, that, that's what should have happened. It should have been like flying high. He yeah. starts telling that story about the frog, and we look over, and she's dousing herself yeah, in gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill, just give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we've still got the Hanzo steel laying around. Yeah. <laughs> Any other dislikes, people? No, I think that was pretty much it. It was mainly, as we mentioned before, the drop off in the music and the the fights yeah. and things. Just it's it's cash tune in it. I can't remember. Yeah, which one. yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was at the trailer, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I can't remember. But look, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, for me, it's it's harsh. My score is harsh because it's such a come down. Yeah, it is such a come down for me. Mm. And I felt like similar to the way I felt when watching Death Proof. I was just like, you are self indulgent here because Death Proof was the same. Remember. You had all that stuff about the feet and all that sort yeah, of crap, and those, I remember those lengthy conversations about vanishing yeah, point. Yeah, I just so. remember thinking, this isn't like the audience is not not everyone's going to be a vanishing point person or anything like yeah. that. You've got to un- like, and I think he understood it with the first one. It's it's you know seventies kung fu films and all that stuff, but he he nailed it and he yeah. got it kind of in a position where mainstream audiences would love it. Mm. And I think yes, that's the reason why it's thirty million dollars less less at the box office too. Yeah. Because people sort of went, oh. They came out upset. Yeah. Not upset maybe, but more slightly disappointed. Underwhelmed. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah. And I think you'd find that, but I believe the Rotten Tomato scores are very similar in the nineties. Yeah, I think they're pretty close. Well, Roger Ebert gave them both four out of four. I mean, I'm just sort of like I just can't see it with the second one. Yeah. But again, each to their own. But for yeah. me, it was just... Yeah, I, I had someone tell me they liked down. the second one more. I was like, eh, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is Kill Bill, both volumes one and two. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. 
Send us an email at thrillmeet at ionet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. We are also on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for our next episode and details of any new up-and-coming films we're going to cover. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.